Pharisee, I preach the gospel I follow the apostles, you follow Pentecostals You're not reformed, so that's a risk I believe the five points like an asterisk I repent, but you're in sin still I spit rhymes and Fernando does a windmill and Here we go, welcome to another episode of Soul of the Cast It's your boy, Pastor Christian Anderson, I'm with my man Jimmy De Los Santos What's going on, Jimmy? How you doing, Pastor Chris? Uh, doing good, man. Another uh, last-minute Monday night recording, but we, we got to do what we got to do, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's been busy around this place, man. Hey, it's cold outside, man. It's cold in Dallas, man. Cold in the D. Yeah. Right. You know, yesterday uh, on Lord's Day, right, uh, church got out, man. It got up almost to 80 degrees, man. Yeah, it was like a nice summer day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I heard some people were falling out at the BMW half marathon or the marathon. You know, they run that race every year. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, Dallas Marathon. It goes on in December. I don't know why they do it in December. I did a leg of it one year a few years back, and man, it was freezing cold. Man, I was uh, I ran like seven miles uh, with a with a group like five of us. Yeah, and and uh, that's when I was doing a little more running uh, and and feeling good about it. Right now, I couldn't possibly run half a mile, man. <laughs> but uh, um, it was good. But yesterday, it hit almost eighty, and I don't think anybody expected it. And I actually heard some people were like getting sunburned, didn't expect it to be as hot as it was, and then yeah. turn turn the corner the next night, um, it's it's down into the with windshield into the thirties, man. Yeah, crazy. Man, I, I record right here by the window, and I sat down to record earlier uh, when I was getting my laptop ready, and I had my t-shirt on, and I went and grabbed a sweater. I was like, man, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> too close to the window yeah it's yeah it's, yeah. it's something else man yeah i got i'm wearing long sleeves right now i know that uh, nobody can see that i just raised my hand so you can see me in the camera we're yeah. recording over zoom and you can see me um funny thing is that you just never know in texas man uh no nah, man with the weather and with the cowboys you don't know they're gonna win <laughs> they're gonna lose what are they gonna do next yeah i don't know i don't know what team that was i saw yesterday man <laughs> I don't know who they were. I've never seen them. I ain't seen them all year. So <laughs> they, they spanked the Rams, didn't they? Yeah. I yeah. tell you what, man, I did not expect it. I expected it to be uh, a little more, uh, the, you know, trying to get past the Rams. Uh, but, man, did we? Uh, I, would, I would just say that it was – if they can continue to do that, right? that would be good. It, yeah. it could be the same thing next week that we've seen in the past weeks. It's a wild but, you know, ride, man. Wild but, ride. Know, it is hey, man, wild. we had a good, uh, we had a good outreach on Friday, man. Yeah, we did. I, I, man, I tell you what, that was more when I when I first drove up and I saw the way it was set up. I was a little floored by that. I was like, yeah. this took some work, and it it was excellent. We had those uh, aired things, those air, you know, pictures of you know Santa Claus and this and that. And yeah, balloons. Yeah. The, yeah. Whether you know what were they? What do they? What do they call those things? You know that. Uh, man, I don't even know. Yeah, they just they're just like blow up ornaments, you know, and you just right. blow them up and put them outside and stuff. And yeah, so we had this uh, little. Uh, we called it back to Batan Christmas because Batan Community City is the Batan Community Center is where we meet uh, for our services. So we called it back to Batan Christmas. It's a community center that's well known there in West Dallas. So that's what we called it. But it's more like a it was more like a winter wonderland, right? It, it was like yeah. man, it was just full of lights and you know we had different things going on, giving out uh, you know uh, Cinnabites, hot chocolate. Uh, elotes, uh, which is a Mexican corn for those that don't know, man. So yeah. it was cool, man. It, it was cool. We had a good, good turnout, man. And, you know, we just got to give a shout out to the Smiths, man. They they really worked hard on this event and yeah. together. So 
they they put me to work on uh, operating one of the games, and they had I had the little kids th- trying to throw this uh, fake coal into some buckets that was you know, and then they'd win a <laughs> prize. Of course, everybody won a prize. I wasn't I wasn't going to let the kids not have a prize. And then um, you know, Sister Jackie gives me a Santa hat and tells me, "Hey, you should be wearing the Santa hat instead of your Ecclesia hat." I had my Ecclesia hat on, right? And then right. so I, so here's what's funny: the kids, I was having a good time with the kids. Kids seemed to like my antics i get a little crazy with them sometimes they like fist bumping an old man you know so i had all the kids around and when i want to go change my hat they started screaming and yelling and talking about you're bald you're bald (laughs) (laughs) and i and i I thought it was you know the kids they just they they they're so innocent they don't even know you know when when they're saying something that you know adults Did, did a did a bear come out and eat them that's funny. I, you know, the, 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 we we talked about Sister Jackie talked about that, and yeah. the, the 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 it's two she bears, right. and uh, it's in Second uh, Kings, I believe, chapter two. Yeah. We actually went to go look at it and, and talk a little bit about it. Uh, Elisha was uh, being made fun of by some young boys, uh, and you know some she bears came out and mauled those boys. Uh, but no, that's not what happened. I wouldn't have wished that on those kids anyway. They they really you know when I put the Santa hat on, they they were enjoying that too. So right. had a good time, man. Those kids wore me out, man. But yeah, man, man, I tell I, I tell you what, yeah, it was a it was a, a definitely a good outreach. A lot of people showed up. The community showed up. Really got a chance to talk to some of the people that live right around that area, which is what yeah. we want to do as a church plant, right? We want to reach the community that we that we plant the church in, and so it was very encouraging for me to see how many people showed up, how many people I we had a chance to talk to. And planting so, them seeds, man. Planting them seeds. It was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah. But anyway, man. Uh, you know, those that have been listening and following along with the episode know that we are in the middle. Since we are in the Advent season, we're in the middle of uh, looking at some popular Christmas hymns and talking through the theology uh, of the hymns. Uh, so, man, you have to remind me, Jimmy. I'm already forgot which which ones have we done so far. <laughs> we did. Uh, oh man, you got me on the spot too, man. We, <laughs> I know we did, last week was Hark the Herald Angels sing. Hark, Hark the Herald Angels sing, and the first week we did. Um, oh come, let us adore Him. Uh, but it's not called Oh Come, Let Us Adore Him. Um, is it? That's it's part of it. Uh, oh come. All you faithful. Maybe we should just go to the solo okay. cast page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come all you faithful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, that's, that's, I think it's a, uh, Oh, come let us adore him. But yeah, I can't believe we, we just, you had to put me on the right. spot that way, but uh, people are going to know. I know, man. I, I just couldn't remember, man. I knew, I know last week's, but man, two weeks ago, see, man, see that when, when you get my age, man, you know, you forget two weeks, two weeks is too far. <laughs> and I'm 10 years <laughs> older than you, bro. So, I mean, uh, it's even worse for me. And uh, I'm the one that picked that first one because I enjoy it so much. It's a great song. Uh, so, I mean, those are the ones we've done. <laughs> it's a great song. You can remember <laughs> I can remember the lyrics. Oh come, you know, oh come, all you faithful. Uh, that is it. Oh come, all, oh, come you, all faithful. you faithful. That's yeah, what it is. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And so uh, I, 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 I like the part where we say, "Oh come, let us adore him." So that's kind of the connotation I have here. Kind of the same thing we have with what's here tonight. Yeah. Uh, be, because I found out uh, as I was doing, you know, some studying and looking up uh, some stuff, it is actually called "Oh Holy Night." Right? Right, right, I thought the title was "O Night Divine," and it, you know what's funny is that some people do think that that's the title "O Night Divine." So, if uh, like on a Wikipedia page, if you Google "O Night Divine," 
the Wikipedia page will uh, transfer that O Night Divine straight over to the O Holy Night page, right? And so they already know people think that the title is O Night Divine, which is what I thought. And, you know, we, ha- we, had, uh, we had somebody that, uh, that asked the question about if we were going to do O Holy Night, and we talked about, and I told them that we talked about whether it was O Holy Night or O Night Divine, and we were going to reveal on the podcast which one it was. Well, it's true. Oh, Holy Night is the actual title for this particular song. Yeah. yeah. All you got to so, do is pull up your Mariah Carey Spotify, man. <laughs> you see it was Oh, Holy Night. <laughs> no. I, hey, you know what? A lot of people have done this particular song. I was surprised to see. Guess who's done this song? I, I, give, me, give me a few that you think. Of the, I, I don't know them all. There was Snoop? a long list. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> NSYNC has done this song. Really? Wow. NSYNC. When I heard it, I was like, oh, come on, NSYNC. And, uh, you know, there's just a, a long list. Carrie Job, Josh Groban, uh, Mariah Carey. Uh, I actually like the Mariah Carey version. She oh, yeah, pretty, man. That's classic, bro. She that's did a pretty damn. good job on that. Yeah, she um, it. But some of the ones I really did like were Nat King Cole and Bing Crosby, some of the older ones. So, and there's quite a few. There were some choirs that I listened to. I listened to a lot of the versions of this is a great song, yeah. right? And, and one that we should, you know, again, like I always say, I don't know why we wait till Christmas to sing these songs. Um, this one's just, it's full of um, good theology. And, uh, you know, I think it's something we should try all the time. Yeah, man. Yeah. So before we get to the lyrics, you got any background on it? Sure. Sure. Uh, this particular song, uh, you know, it's funny. Um, the guy that wrote it, right? He was never particularly religious, right? His name was Placide Capot. It was it was first in French, right? It was translated over to English, uh, right? So he was the author of the French lyrics. He was a wine merchant and he, and he was a poet, but he was not really particularly religious. Hmm. But he was asked uh, in 1843 to write a Christmas poem. Uh, to celebrate the recent renovation of a church organ uh, in his hometown. So in his hometown, the church had an organ that had gotten like refurbished. They had uh, uh, fixed it up. And so with that renovation, they were wanting to celebrate that. So they asked him, knowing that he was a poet, if he would write a poem for it. And he came up with Oh Holy Night. And it really is something, you know what it made me think about? Because last week we talked so much about the fact that um, Charles Wesley and George Whitfield had something to do with Hark the Herald Angels Sing, right? Which, which we know those guys are, are you know, especially George Whitfield, uh, you know, uh, one of those guys that we know is in our circles, uh, believe like we do, uh, is, is a saint of God. Um, but here's, here's the thing that gets me is that we turn around and look at this particular song and see that a guy named Placide Capot wrote it, and he wasn't particularly religious at all. Hmm. And it's like, it's like you start to think about what God does. God can use anyone that right. he feels like using uh, to, to write a song, to, to praise him, to give him glory. Uh, and he will. You know, if he can make a donkey talk to Balaam, then he can use a, a guy that's not particularly a Christian to write a, a, a song that we, that we still sing today and feel like it's a good song. Right. I mean, just looking through some of the lyrics, though, he must have had some type of uh, background education, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, in sure. theology, you know, to know some of these things. Because these are these are not things that your average uh, secularist uh, knows. 
You right. Know, so yeah. Well, think about the time frame though. In the 1800s, wouldn't wouldn't that have been the the, the philosophy in the schools? Right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna teach you know um, these types of things. So I I I'm one to, to you know the the what they push in the schools nowadays. Yeah, they wouldn't know a thing about what the church teaches, right? But what they pushed in the in, in schools back in the 1800s was probably a lot different, right? But yeah, man. So that's kind of that's kind of the background. Let's go ahead and go into the lyrics. Uh, we'll do like we usually do. What, what what we have been doing the past couple of weeks, and I'm just gonna go ahead and go and read it, and then you just tell me what you see, and then I'll, I'll give my thoughts. Sure. Uh, so the first stanza we got: Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. What do you see there? Well, there's a few things that I think uh, I, I would, I would uh, look at. Uh, the, the line that says, long lay the world in sin and error pining and uh, a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices. Those two lines make me think about um, how the earth is groaning in birth pains up till now because of sin, sin that has entered the world. Uh, I think about how we as, um, you know, humans, but guilty sinners uh, long for a righteousness that we don't really understand or, or have a knowledge of before uh, we come to know Christ. Um, a lot of times people will say that, you know, you, you, you know, that there's something missing. Uh, I don't know that I like to use that terminology, but I will say that, uh, what gets me is, is, uh, we know inside of us somewhere that there's something that's not exactly right. You know, uh, we might not know what it is until Christ illuminates that. But it is, it is a picture of what's going on here. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Uh, and then the next thing I see is, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. We talk about Advent. We talk about, you know, his birth. Um, it's a beautiful thing. That's why we start with, oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It was a beautiful divine night, the night that... Uh, Jesus Christ was born. We talk about his advent. We talk about the hope uh, that this, you know, we're, we're walking in this world. We're weary from the sin that, that uh, enslaves us. And the last line is so big for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn full of hope. You know, you, you look at the, at the glorious morning that's coming. We, we look at something new, something beautiful, something glorious that is, that is coming down the, down the path. Uh, that's what I see in the first in the first stanza. Yeah, man, I'm with you. Uh, one thing that strikes me is just the uh, the old holy night itself, man. Why was the night holy? Why do we sing about this night? What what's so holy about it? Well, what was so holy about it was the holy, which is God, came to earth. He came and dwelt among us. He came to where we are, uh, man. What a what a frightful thing when you, when you think about it, right? Uh, as R.C. Sproul says, you know, in, in Scripture, when it's describing God, uh, rarely does it say anything three times. We never, say, uh, we never see Scripture saying God is love, love, love. But we do see it saying God is holy, holy, holy. 
right. just the emphasis there that, that that's who God is. That's one of his his main attributes, his holiness, you know, how, how different he is, right? And the holiness is not necessarily just perfection. It's, it's like this alien righteousness that we know not of, you know, and that's how holiness is. It's That's unknown to a, a sinner like me because, you know, I don't know pure holiness. I, I, I don't know it apart from Jesus Christ. And that's what, what he did by being born in a manger. He came to be the uh, holiness that, that was required uh, for me. And this is why the night is so holy, because the holy came down and was born in a manger. And that's what separates this night apart. So just the the title itself, though that though the title can be disputed, what it is uh, is an O Night Divine, is it O Holy Night? But just the the title itself, man, it just just says a lot. This yeah. this night is separate, it's different. So um, yeah. just a holy night, stars brightly shining again. Uh, the dear Savior's birth. This is who was born in that major. Who who was it? He was the the Savior of the world. But man, I think you you hit you know a lot of good points on that. I mean, uh, I would just echo everything you said on that first one. But let's go to the chorus. Fall on your knees, O hear the angel voices, O night divine, O night when Christ was born, O night, O holy night, O night divine. What do you see there? Well, reverence, um, we should be on our knees before him. Um, this is one of those, this, I, you know what, I, I love this. When I, whenever I hear it, this is the part of the song that I love the most uh, because I feel it. I feel it. Uh, reverence for Christ is important in the life of the Christian. Uh, we fall on our knees before our Savior because he's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of us uh, giving him all the glory. And, and it, falling to your knees before him uh, isn't a sign of weakness. Uh, it is a sign that, that you revere this one. This is the one, the one uh, who came, uh, put on skin. I, I keep on saying this. My, it's, one of my, it's one of my biggest things. Why would you do that? Why would you leave your throne in heaven? Uh, to come down here uh, and and for a wretch like me that's that 's the thing, and so when I see fall on your knees, oh hear the angel voices, uh, oh night divine uh, under under the weight of of who he is, knowing who he is, just having reverence for that, yeah, fall on your knees, you should, and i don 't think there would be anybody uh that so this this smacks of that verse that says every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord. There won't be, don't be, there won't be one that sees Him in all His glory uh, that that has any kind of pride left. Uh, standing before God in His presence, all your pride will leave you, and you'll be humbled to your knees. And that's that's kind of what I see there. Right. Yeah. Just echoing that same thing, man. That fall on your knees. It's just a. Uh... It's a call to, to fall on your knees and glorify God and to glorify uh, this Savior who was born. Because if you don't do it now, you're going to do it later. Like you said, uh, echoing the verse, Philippians 2, 10 and 11, that's every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So you're going to fall on your knees one day or another. <laughs> this song is just saying, you know, why don't you go ahead and do it now? And fall on your knees and <laughs> yeah. give him praise, you know, because yeah. you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're either going to do it now or you're going to do it later. You know, it's, and it's so much better if you do it now. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, it is so much better if you do it now and just recognize who you are before him, right? Uh, we, are, we are nothing without him. I, again, the, when the scripture says, uh, apart from him, you can do nothing, that is so true. We should embrace that. It would, be, it would go much better for us. Um, anyway, that's, that's my... <laughs> yeah. There you go. So let's go to the, the second stanza. Now, this, this one is one we don't hear often, but it's in the original 
uh, lyrics. And it's one that a lot of the um, singers don't sing, but we're going to go ahead and go through it because it's got some good stuff on it as well. Um, It says, uh, led by the light of faith, serenely beaming, with glowing hearts by his cradle we stand. So led by light of a star sweetly gleaming, here come the wise men from Orient land. The king of kings lay thus in lowly manger and all our trials born to be our friend. What do you see? I see in this, I see the, the um, you know, I got to go, I got to go to that place where um, he draws us to himself. Right. The, 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 the three wise men didn't, you know, they were drawn unto him. I see a drawing of the, of the father of his people unto, unto his son. And, and we know that that's scriptural, right? All they come to, to Jesus are drawn by the father. And in this, led by this light, led by the faith we know, right? It's, it's, it's beaming and we can't help but uh, come to him. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's that grace that he's given to us that, that uh, we see and we come, we're drawn to him. Uh, we're led by that light. And so when we see it, we would come all the way from as far as the East to come and see this, this, this site. Uh, but it is something that is, you know, given to us by God. And so when I look at that, when I look at that, this is the King of Kings uh, in a lowly manger. I would travel this far uh, to be by his cradle and stand there uh, to, to adore him, uh, to worship him, to, to come into his presence. That's what I see. Yeah, man. It says we're, we're kind of going over the theology behind these lyrics. It, it's, it might be good to actually explain some of them as well, because uh, there's a lot of misconception about the wise man and how this, this little verse here uh, talks about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, usually when we see the wise man, they're in the, um, they're in the manger scene. You know, they're there with the shepherds and they're surrounding baby Jesus and so forth. And a lot of, a lot of people call them kings as well. Uh, where, you know, scripture in the Greek, the original word that, that scripture uses is magos, uh, magi, uh, which necessarily doesn't mean kings. Uh, more than likely, they were uh, interpreters of astrology. So they weren't necessarily, uh, you know, servants of the one true God. I mean, they this speaks to what we we're just talking about, how every knee shall bow. You know, people are yeah. worshiping, all kinds of people are coming to worship uh, this uh, savior here. Uh, so uh, that's who they were. Uh, there's a lot of misconception. You know, we, we see him as kings. And, and why do we say there's three? Well, we get that from the, the gifts that they brought, right? We, we actually don't know. There could have been a more wise men than that. But, you know, Scripture talks about how they came uh, after the birth of Christ. It doesn't necessarily say that, uh, you know, they were there. Uh, they came uh, after the birth. Now, after Jesus was born, as, as it says in Matthew two one, they came from the east. And again, the, the Orient thing—that's something that you know we kind of say or we portray that they were you know Oriental kings or Oriental magi, magi. But uh, that's another thing that's kind of translated a little different. The original translation really just means east. The translation into Latin does translate to Orient, but um, you know it doesn't necessarily mean uh, Orient like we think. It could have been uh, Persia, Arabia. Actually, uh, Clement of Alexandria, the early church father, favored Persia. So there's a lot of misconceptions about the wise men, man. I don't know about you, but I've heard all kinds of things. And I think we get uh, most of our uh, picture of it from the, from the manger scene, right? We just see three kings there. Or have you seen, uh, you know, the little drummer boy or something like that? You know, that's where you get your, uh, your history from. But, uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of misconception about that. I've heard all those things before, and I've heard, you know, they weren't really, you know, when somebody says, and you, you, you mentioned it a minute ago, but 
they weren't really wise men. Um, yeah. I would say that I would say also, I mean, they, hey, they showed up. That's pretty wise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say that I, I get I get why people, you know, um, there are a lot of rumors around that. There's a lot of different things we could say about the uh, the nativity uh, and the story behind the nativity. There's a lot of people that talk about the innkeeper and there's there's things about the innkeeper that aren't exactly correct. But, uh, you know, it's not in any one of our hymns, so we're not going to cover that right now. Right. But yeah, right. There, there, there are things that from the Bible, it doesn't exactly say that. And so, right. you know, to know the scriptures and exactly what it says is different. Yeah. So, yeah. So that they probably, when they, when they arrived, he more than likely wasn't there in the, uh, in the manger is already in a home or something like that when they visit him. But uh, yeah. anyway, let's go on. Uh, so th- this has a different chorus than the first one, right? So there's a right. different chorus on the song, uh, which goes, he knows our need to our weakness, no stranger. Behold your King before him, lowly bend. Behold your King, your King before him bend. Again, I think this goes to that place of reverence. Right. Uh, but it, it, in this particular one, it also blends with, with us a king who has compassion, who knows who we are and the things that we've gone through. Uh, the, the sufferings that we've gone through, he's gone through. This is what the scriptures teach us, that you know, he put on skin for a reason so that uh, you know, we would know that he's gone through what we've gone through. He's walked this earth like we've walked this earth. And so when I look at... Um, at this particular verse, he knows. He knows our need. He knows what we go through, um, and he's no he's no stranger to what we've gone through. So we behold our King, uh, and we and we praise Him again. We 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 reverence Him by uh, by bowing before Him, and so that's that's what I see. It's a simple little chorus, but I think it says a lot about um, about who He is. He's a compassionate King. Yeah, man. And just that uh, to he knows our need to our weakness, no stranger. It just takes me back to Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So, you know, that's that's who our Savior was, who uh, he was no stranger stranger to uh, uh, our needs. He knew our needs because he was a man as well. You know, he was, he was truly God, but also truly man. So he knew the needs of mankind. Uh, he, he felt weakness. He felt hunger. He felt pain. He felt everything that we feel. So he was no stranger to the weakness that we feel. Uh, and that's who he was. That was our, our savior. But let's go on. And this is the last verse. Uh, truly, he taught us to love one another. His law, his law is love, and his gospel is peace. Chains shall be broken, for the slave is our brother. And in his name, all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy and grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. Man, just reading that, that verse right there, it's hard to believe this guy wasn't a believer. <laughs> right, right. That's, uh, it's interesting. And I'm not, you know, who's to say he didn't become a believer after, but... Uh, uh, according to the little history that I read, he wasn't yeah. particularly religious or care about this at all. He was just asked to do something. Uh, but yeah, I think when, when you look at this, uh, love, peace, uh, the chains broken, because when we see chains shall he break uh, for the slave is our brother, uh, we talk about that before. And, and I, I mention that to people all the time, sin enslaves right? Sin oppresses. Sin is a taskmaster. Sin uh, wants to keep you down. And so these chains that he's broken are from, are, are from our sin. It's, it's a spiritual thing, right? Uh, so when, he's, when he came, 
He came to set us free from our captivity, our captivity enslavement to sin. Um, you know, if I was to look at this in, a, in the physical, I could almost see social justice in there, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I look at this particular verse and I know what he's talking about because I understand my, uh, my uh, enslavement to sin. Um, what, what, it, what it cost me when I, was, when I was deeply entrenched in my sin and how, um, how, how, much, how hard it was for me to leave my sin behind. Um, thank, thank God that he, that he was, that he's the one that, that, uh, that has the power to break that bondage over me that, that was over me. And so, uh, I, you know, of course we come to him with, with joy and grateful hearts. We, we raise a chorus to him and, and we praise his holy name, uh, for having broken those chains, those bonds that kept us down. Yeah, man. And I absolutely, I mean, that, uh, that oppression that shall cease is the spiritual oppression that, of the enemy. You know, that is the, uh, the blindness that the world was in until the light of the world came to, to bring light and to uh, open eyes and to give people ears to hear. You know, it's, it's not a promise that, you know, we're never going to have pain and suffering in this land. I mean, think about all the martyrs that went before us. Think about all the people that died in the name of Christ. Think about those who have lived under uh, oppressive governments. Uh, my wife is right now going through this uh, World War II uh, little binge where she's kind of reading everything about World War II and, and the Holocaust and so forth. Man, think about those people. And there were believers in there too as well. Think about those yeah. people who, were, who suffered through the oppression. Are we saying that the love of Christ didn't reach them? No, it did. I mean, the Bible never says that we're going we're going to uh, be free from physical oppression in this lifetime. But in the lifetime to come, in the world to come, we will see true uh, oppression and, and death uh, no more. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's what it's talking about there—the oppression from from our from our spiritual bondage that we're in, uh, slaves to captivity, slaves to to the enemy—and that's what Christ did. Uh, just harken back to Isaiah sixty-one-one, right? The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, right? For the prisoners to be set free—that is what. Uh, the incarnation accomplished. Uh, Amen. But yeah, that's what I see there. Um, you know, just also his love, how he taught us, how he's showing us in this verse, how he taught us how to love. And uh, yeah, we, we don't know love without Christ. Our, our love is distorted. We may think we, we know love. We may think we have love without Christ. We truly don't. And Christ came and taught us how to do that. That just harkens me back to uh, John 13, 34. Uh, we used to read this all the time in our um, you know, in our services, our Lord's Day services, a new command I give unto you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. That's the law of Christ, right? That is the new commandment that he has given us to love one another. And he has showed us how to love one another. How do you do that? He laid down his life for us. He, that is what he's done, what he's accomplished on our behalf. And for that, we sing, as it says there, sweet hymns of joy and grateful chorus raise we. We just sing to the Lord and we, we, we proclaim the goodness that has come because of the incarnation. Yeah. And what, one last thing on that, uh, his law is love. And it's interesting to know that uh, when he gave us his law, it, it was intended for us to, to show how we love one another. The law is love. And he broke it down that way. Jesus said, uh, I, I break all these commandments down to two, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor like yourself. Right. And so uh, his law is love. It's good. Right. That's good. Yeah. One more course, and these courses are a little different. Uh, Christ is the Lord than, than ever. Ever praise we. 
His power and glory evermore proclaim. And then, then again, his power and glory evermore proclaim. I think that's pretty basic. Christ, right. the anointed one, right. he is the Lord, right? And, and I think the scriptures say that, that you, you, if you can't sit there and say uh, Jesus is Lord, uh, then I'm not a Christian, <laughs> right. right? I mean, if, if it's one of those things that you can't get out of your mouth, uh, or even out of your heart, right? Jesus is Lord. And we've talked about that that difference between uh, Lord and Savior because some people will claim that he's their Savior but don't ever want to make him their Lord, right? And so I would say that uh, Christ is the Lord. He is the Lord of our lives. He is um, who we should obey. His commands right. are worthy to obey. And so... Uh, we praise him. We praise him because his power and glory, we evermore proclaim his power and glory is, is, is what's in view. And so when we obey him as Lord, uh, he gets the power. He gets the glory. He is the one that, that shines forth for others that others might see and come to know. Yeah, man. So I hope people are seeing, you know, as we're doing these songs, just the rich theology and why we wanted to to look at them and take some time to look at them in this Advent season, because as you sing them and man, these are, these are songs that many of us have sung over and over again. You know, you sing, you sing them uh, growing up, uh, you might be in a choir or so forth, you hear them on the radio and man, how often do we stop and just ponder and think of, of the lyrics and, and uh, the rich theology and what they're really saying, right? A lot of times we just kind of go over them, memorize them and, and that's it. We just don't stop and reflect. And this is why, why we're doing this. We wanted to reflect on the lyrics. And as you can see, these the ones we've done so far and touched on so far, man, they, they've had so much to show us on uh, on the incarnation and the glorious joy that we get from that. But anyway, man, you know what we're doing next week? I think we, we I don't think we settled it. I think no, we still I, uh, didn't we? I thought we said it was going to be O come, O come, Emmanuel. Is that it? Okay. Okay. Yeah, didn't didn't yesterday? We, that's the one we sang yesterday in service. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we sang it in service, and you looked over at me and said, "That's got to be the last one." It's a, <laughs> it's a beautiful song. Yeah, and and yeah. it'll be the cap off to to this whole little hymn series for Christmas. Uh, of course, next week uh, when the next podcast, not this one that we're recording right now, but the next podcast will drop on Christmas Eve, and so uh, the the podcast after that will actually be the last one of the year before we hit the new year. So there's only. So are we going to do a series on New Year songs or what? No, no, no. I think no. I, I think didn't you tell me that on on the last one before uh, New Year's, we're going to do the whole 2020 vision thing. So, oh yeah, yeah. So 2020, yeah. the year of vision. The year of vision. Yeah. <laughs> the year God will let you see all your increase. Yeah. <laughs> the vision, your increase. Yeah, that's good. That's funny, Pastor Chris. I think people know that we're being sarcastic when we talk. I about hope that. so. I hope so. I hope they do get that. We're being a little sarcastic when we talk about 2020. We. I just got to ask you this, Pastor Chris. How, how do you think there's going to be anybody that uses that uh, 2020? You know, because that's that's what we call good vision, right? Yeah. Isn't, I mean, the, the, ser- the sermon's already written, bro. Are they written? They, 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 they already got that. They already got it down, man. It's already in the computer. It's wrapped up. They just can't wait to preach it. Man, they are getting ready for the like the New yeah. Year's Eve service. Have you ever been yeah. to a watch night service? Yeah, I actually have, man. We used to have them at our old Pentecostal church, but yeah. They're interesting. Anyway, I think uh, this one was pretty good. I, I enjoyed, you know, there's a, if anybody wants to look them up, there's some French lyrics out there. But I couldn't. I couldn't read all that. I, I I took some French in high school, 
But the only thing I remember is how to count and, you know, what the window sounds. La Fenetra, <laughs> that's the window. And then uh, counting is un, deux, trois, quatre, cent, you know, but, you know, it's just counting. So I, I read these French lyrics and I thought, man, I could never get through that. I couldn't understand that. But yeah, if anybody wants to go out there, me. <laughs> if anybody wants to go out there and check out the French lyrics, you're more than welcome. Yeah. So if you got any pushback, or if you got, why would you have pushback on this song? I don't know. But if you do, uh, if you got any questions <laughs> or uh, anything uh, you want to uh, bring up, just uh, you know, send us a message. Go there and find us at www.thesolacast.com. Or you can find us on Facebook. Just search in the search bar there, Solacast, and our page will come up. And you can like the page. You can share the page. Or on Twitter, you can find us at Sola underscore cast. And you're at? At Los Jimmy. And I'm at C Hernandez 214. You can also find us uh, at our church. Uh, learn more about our church here in West Dallas at www.ecclesiachurch.org, where we meet every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. They're right there at the Batan Community Center. 3232 Batan Street, Dallas, Texas, 75212. But anyway, until next time. Let's get to the meat. Let's do it. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pine till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices For yonder breaks A new and glorious morn 